0: Hello, welcome to Minding Your Mind, all about your mind and how it works, mental illness and mental health. I'm with, uh, as always, Professor Ian Hickey, psychiatrist and co-director of the Brain and Mind Centre at the University of Sydney. Today's app is about motivation, what works, what doesn't. Quick mention beforehand that the book version of Minding Your Mind is out. It takes a lot of the concepts and strategies we discuss in this podcast and distills them in a pretty clear, straightforward way, if we do say so ourselves. There's chapters on everything from anxiety to anger, how we change the secrets to happiness and much more. So motivation, if you want to do something like write a book or hit some work target or you want to change something in your life, like you want to do more exercise or drink less booze. How do you get motivated and stay motivated? Often getting motivated at first isn't that hard. There's some sort of trigger, be it New Year's resolutions or a hangover or whatever. But what about in week two, three or four and month two, three or four when motivation starts to fade? What happens then? I think of motivation as the key that starts the car, the initial impetus to get going. But after that, you need some sort of coherent method to get to your goal. Motivation is just an intention. It doesn't do anything. Motivation starts the car, but having some sort of method, creating some sort of habit is the engine that keeps you going toward your destination as motivation fades. That's what I reckon. Ian, what do you reckon about motivation? And we should mention this uh, episode inspired by our wonderful producer, Rod, who said... In his uh, quiet, gruff way. Why don't you do an episode about motivation?
1: <laughs> and he is a golfer. For those who don't yeah. know, yeah. And uh, Rod, right,
0: that, that was that wasn't an accurate impression. Yeah. <laughs> much he's a happy, that. chatty guy. Our Rod,
1: yes, and that's why we sound so good. Yeah, yeah. But I like your analysis of motivation, James, because there's two bits: the getting started bit. Yeah, and a lot of people stall. They turn the key, nothing happens.
0: Yeah, and that's what we normally think of as motivation.
1: And then you. Of course, to hit the nail on the head, how do you stay at it? Mm. And these are really both really important kind of behavioural principles. So people who do a lot of animal experience uh, experiments, rats, <laughs> stuff, yeah. spend ages at this kind of thing because I think most people think about motivation as thinking my way into something.
0: Yeah, yeah that's you know, right. Thinking, I'm going to think about
1: this. And then a lot of people go, oh, you know, I thought about it, but I didn't do it. <laughs> you know, didn't really do it. And interestingly, in these kind of rodent models and everything else, it, the brain circuitry related to that isn't 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 a thinking part. It's more a doing part. It's kind of how do you actually initiate the activity and then how do you maintain the activity? So your analysis is very sophisticated, James. So the starting the engine bit, you know, you start the engine, have you ever, have got one of these cars out that doesn't really make those noises anymore when you're, press the button, but you don't used to go vroom, vroom, you know, yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. and you're, oh, good, it's working. Or you get that terrible sound, there's, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> exactly exactly. Okay. Something's, something's terribly wrong. And that's an interesting thing because it, it, it's more of an energy thing. It's more like actually what engages us in, in actually precipitating the activity. And so people have taken a really interest in the sort of brain circuitry of that because it's the kind of, okay, which which bits will turn it on? And so mm. in certain areas like addiction and others, there's this kind of, Motivational interviewing. What, what for you would be the bit <laughs> that would actually get you to do the activity? Yeah, in a particular way. And can you just think it,
0: no, or not? Well, because I've well, and firstly, you're a behaviourist, so you believe in <laughs> behaviour, right, rather than just thinking. But also, I've sat round with people millions of times where people have said, "I want to get fitter," and I want, I want to drink less. Oh, I'm having another beer. Look, I shouldn't drink so much. Ha ha. But really, without a plan, that's not going to do anything.
1: Right. So, a lot of people in the, in the notion of this sort of motivational interviewing, what, what sort of trying to find out with people, what actually turns their engine on? Like, what is it for them that gets them off the couch or out of whatever else? And often it's not the most rational thing or the whatever, but it, it, it engages them in a kind of an emotional way. And for them, it is the thing that gets them kind of going. Yeah. So, what a lot of people need to do more. It's got to escape, I don't know where you are. I often have <coughs> people know my office. A lot of things sitting on my desk. I really should do that, but not today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whereas other things I will for reasons. It's worth kind of dwelling on that. Now
0: So second- I reckon a good one for that. So motivation, I want to get rid of that big pile. Anti-motivation, it's all boring stuff and I don't want to do it, and it's kind of hard. Anything dealing with government probably. You know, like I've got to or I've got to change my insurance over or any horrible thing like that. You just think, okay, at 11 o'clock each day I'm going to do it for eight minutes or something like that. Like you just make a plan or, okay, this is going to – I'm going to have to call the government department. At 11 o'clock tomorrow I'm going to let – I'm going to give 40 minutes to it because it will probably take that long.
1: You know when your cars – used to be old cars – stalled and you had to get someone to push it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then you got it in gear
1: and it went. One of the behavioural theories, of course, is exactly that, is that what you've got to do is actually start doing the activity. And then once you've started actually doing the activity, you're then somewhat motivated to persist with it. So often in the behavioural point of view, like pushing a car that's stalled is actually making the thing move to conduct the activity. And then you start to get the rewards from doing the thing. Oh, I can do this. I'm I'm going to get it finished and there are certain things. Which goes to the second part of your thing, which is the rewards from actually doing the activity. Once you're actually engaged in the activity, which has got to do with then sometimes it's a good way to start, but also to persist. In a motivational sense, if there aren't rewards, people stop again, (laughs) a bit like the petrol in the car. Right. They do stop. So- You've got to kind of work out the two things. Are there things that help to get you off the couch or initiate it? Or or if you can't actually do it, do you just do it? And you, and using schedules and kind of I'm not going I'm not actually going to think about it. At 11 o'clock, I am just going to do it. Mm. I've set up a habit. I'm just going to do the thing. And once I start doing the Habits thing. Habits
0: take a while, though. They're really powerful, aren't they? Yes. But they take a while.
1: Yes. Yeah, so rather than trying to talk yourself in. So well, you, you, know, you see those people sit around talking themselves into it. I'm talking myself into it. Don't talk yourself into it. Just do it. Once you've started doing it then what are the rewards for continuing to do it? Mm. So this is where it's thinking from a motivational sense. It's worth thinking about both. And rewards are kind of interesting because they're not always, what, again, what you think they are or what, what other people think for you. No, they I would agree be. with that. So what is it the thing for you that persists? And there's also a timing issue. So a lot of the things in my world – that don't work is, oh, look, in three months' time, in six months' time, you'll be better off. You'll be wealthier, you'll be fitter, you'll be thinner or whatever else. Mm. You know, the long-term gain is clear. I'm afraid we're wired a bit more for short-term gains that's to like, that's continue. Like
0: the, c- the cigarette ads, isn't it? The cigarette <laughs> yeah. ads said that, you know, smoking might kill you and don't work as well as the ones that said it might give you bad breath.
1: Yeah. 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 You know, your girlfriend will leave you tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of behavioural research has been done in that area, the, how the reinforcement needs to happen or the reward in time mm. and or it's also its so-called salience, its relevance to you. So it has to be relevant to you. It has to occur frequently enough to encourage you to persist in the actual activity. Right. And this is where in a behavioural analysis, but it's not just a behavioural analysis. It's actually a really thoughtful analysis, just to bring thinking back into this. Try to understand yourself, the sort of things you do. Now, other things, you know, one of my favourite things, James, is like time of day. I mean, there are people in my world who try to convince me at 10 or 11 o'clock at night that I should do something tonight. <laughs> go, Nut. That's
0: too much. Yeah. I'm
1: not. Because it'll be done. It'll be out of whatever. I go, look, I'm just not really engaged with it. Yeah. But the same Head thing time. at 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning, takes me five minutes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Fine, right? So the energy bit, I mean, it's possible to turn my engine on <laughs> at certain times of day. Or when I have a kind of intrinsic energy and I'm kind of up and doing things, it's much easier mm. to actually do the thing. So sometimes you've got to be thinking about, okay, the petrol has to be in the engine. I've got to be able to be turned on. And then when I am on, the rewards need to start to flow in some pretty important way, relatively quickly, and they should be what I want. They're the things that work for me.
0: Well, well, let's talk a bit more about those rewards. But I would say that the idea of forming a habit or making rules for yourself has really worked for me. When I wrote my first novel for kids about 10 years ago, I, I, I'd spent all this time arguing myself with myself about whether I should write now, whether I'm too tired or whether it's the perfect time or uh, negotiating. I don't really want to, but I kind of want to have done it. And then I decided just to make a rule or do one hour a day. And that took all that self-talk, should I, shouldn't I, out of it, which probably took up an hour a day, you know. So just making a really clear rule was almost like a release. So It doesn't matter whether I want to do it. I have to do it.
1: Yes. I hate to say it, but the brain is wired for habits.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: You know, And, actually, and then all after the a while thing- it became
0: a habit. I didn't have to.
1: So all the thinking we do about particular things, all the analysis we do of the why and why not and all, just, you know, if you form the habit. So writers and creative people say this all the time. They set aside a certain time, they go to work. I know people who, who are artists who paint. They go to work every morning. They go to, yeah, you know, yeah. And once they start the activity, mm. they become their creative selves.
0: Yeah. That's they didn't right. have
1: to be actually in the mood. They didn't have to wait. They didn't have to, you know, blah, 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 blah. They just went ahead and once they started it. So it's interesting the motivation kind of idea, because I think that we've lost a kind of aspect of this. We have we have a very talky kind of way of talking about motivations. And you do those you know, those those coach kind of stuffs. So, we're not gonna get in the room, create the motivation, we're <laughs> gonna not really. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, if you're organised and you're doing it, then 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 the rewards have to flow. The, the, yeah. The, and I'm going to go for another one here we haven't mentioned yet, the pleasure. Now, we talk about rewards. Mm. This isn't just a matter of, you know, providing you with coins or food or something. Pleasurable. Pleasurable rewards are very See,
0: important. going for a run, if you want to get fitter, is not pleasurable. It might become pleasurable when you're really fit, but at the start, it's definitely not pleasurable. I guess what is when pleasurable- When you're unfit-
1: yeah, yeah, but if you talk to people who run all the time, and I know, but, th- but that's a
0: couple of months away when you start. Like you've got a lot of running through pain, wanting to stop every moment. But I guess what the pleasurable bit is is stopping and thinking I did it and feeling that post-exercise glow.
1: So here's this is actually really interesting for weight loss and for exercise and fitness. If the desirable bit is too far away, yeah, from the activity, i.e., as you would know. <laughs> For those of us who experience pain, you know, when they, they try to exercise in particular ways, pain is a very important punishment. I give yeah. this away. I can't see the benefit in this. But
0: I don't ever expect running to be pleasurable. What I do know is that the, the reward, if I go for a 40-minute run, is 40 minutes away. The but even, reward is finishing.
1: Well, even me and those who know me well know that I'm prone to physical inactivity. Even mm. I have to concede that after, after having been active in the short term, Although it hurts, I generally, yeah, I generally feel better, yeah. And actually that feeling better just at the end of the thing, even though it hurts, is kind of interesting because it is a reward. Mm. I actually do feel no, more energetic, forward. I feel, whatever. So but though- there's
0: also that, so you're talking about the physical feeling, there's also the satisfaction, almost the pride of, you know, I did that. That was hard. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to stop, but I didn't stop, and I did it. I feel good about myself.
1: Yeah. I, no? <laughs> well, no, no. That's a, no, I think the achievement element of that, yeah. I actually did something hard and I achieved something, that actually is important. But I was going for the more base, actually, I have to concede. Because I tend to say the opposite, but I have to concede. Yeah, you do feel I actually good. feel better yeah. as a consequence. So there's of the two
0: di- two rewards. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, is it, yeah. Does it come to the difference between... Extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. So intrinsic motivation is driven by an internal influence. I want to paint. I want to do a dance class because just because I enjoy that activity. Nothing further. I don't want to sell my. And extrinsic motivation is I want to paint because I want to um, become a famous painter. I, I want to paint so I can sell my paintings for money. Something outside yourself. Is that a relevant? distinction and should we work out what whether our motivation is ext- outside ourselves or within?
1: Yeah, it is important because what I like about that separation is I think people underrate the intrinsic ones. Or if you don't yeah, feel I better, if you don't whatever, if you don't actually intrinsically feel more energetic or feel better or feel reward, you don't do the thing. This mm. is where we and the rodents have a lot in common. <laughs> okay, The extrinsic thing is more tied up in our social world and other sets of social factors mm. Wealth, fame, you know, importance, whatever that motivates us to actually often devote time and effort to acquiring a skill or acquiring something that's really long term and quite hard, quite difficult, where the reward is quite prolonged. Mm. You know, if you do this for the next fifteen years you will be a concert pianist, or you know, if you do this something or other, you'll be a, you'll be a brain surgeon or something really long term off. Mm. The reward is clear, but it's a long way away. Yeah. But there is real social salience in that. There is real genuine gain to be had if you can persist.
0: I, I wrote, wrote a play. And it's probably never going to be on. Uh, I, I finished it just at the end of COVID where there was a huge backlog of plays and I sent it wherever I could and no one gave a crap. And um, it'll probably never be on. But I'm really happy I did it. you know what I mean? Like the rewards were totally intrinsic. There was no extrinsic reward as well. Very, very happy that I, I thought, can I do this? And I worked at it and I'm quite happy with it. I think it's really good. Stuff yeah. the world.
1: This is an interesting thing because in my field people think they've often got the balance of this wrong, that they're often look at a person's life and make judgments about it mm. against a kind of extrinsic template. Yeah. Oh, would it be obvious you'd do this because your family would be better off or you'd do that and there's a whole lot of things. The person's sitting there looking at you rather blankly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, that makes rational sense, but somehow it still doesn't get me off the couch. Mm. Whereas the intrinsic bit, personal satisfaction from the particular thing, the thing that has salience for you, the thing that makes you feel better, about yourself, or just makes you physically feel better, and in a timely way. Interesting what you say about the finishing the play, the doing it. Yeah. Uh, whether it gets produced or not. In fact, I know Neil Cole. Thanks for this. I know a number of playwrights who do exactly that. They love to see the thing actually produced. Yeah. But actually writing the thing itself and finishing it as a piece of work. Hmm. Is incredibly satisfying. Yeah, now it's nice to have the external reward. It'd be nice if someone—and I would have thought your family, James—you could get someone to perform it, even if it's only in the lounge room, you know. But having (laughs) done the thing, having done the thing, you know, uh, artists who've got to sell paintings or people who write books—you know—never bought. Hopefully not us, but you know, other people who've written books that never bought. You know, just doing the thing. There's an intrinsic, and and for you, which other people may not get, that's really meaningful. Now, in a lot of other. When people try trying to change hard behaviours, I mentioned addiction earlier on or other difficult behaviours, it's actually understanding those intrinsic ones that's much more effective.
0: So is it good to get really specific about your motivation rather than, I, I, I should drink less, which is very vague, or I should be fitter. I want to drink less because, and try and boil it down to three specific reasons, I'll save money, I'll feel better, I'll have less arguments with my wife. For yeah. example,
1: to put it all way around, if I was talking to you, James, mm. please don't talk to me about drinking less, but if I was to talk to you about <laughs> drinking less, I'd say to you, you know, well, what do you reckon, in your experience, what are the things that would motivate you, mm. would matter to you, to drink less? Mm. Not all the things that I can think of as to why you should do it. What would be the two or three things that would be really relevant to you, that would be identifiable?
0: Not a good delivery. one for me because I don't drink much. But if I Let's was drinking babe, a babe, lot just wait, wait. more, yeah. say I was, you know, drinking a few glasses of wine every night, I would think it would cost a bit, you know. Right. Um,
1: so some people would say the cost. Yeah. I can't afford it. Forget the health reasons. Forget the other reasons. Forget the argument. Uh, but to me, money matters. Yeah. And you go, okay, all right.
0: And the next one would be, uh, so, you know, I don't mind the feeling of, Having a few wines under me, it's kind of a blurry kind of generally happy feeling for me. I'm not often weeping in the corner. But I do, particularly now I'm a bit older, feel dusty in the morning, even if I have just three glasses of wine. And I don't like that. I like to get up and attack them. So it would attack the day. So it would be that morning after feeling.
1: Right. So Mm. a lot of other people, they look like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Three.
0: I spill <laughs> more, more than that. You
1: know, like what we're we talking about. You know, so this is the issue this is the issue is is actually finding those things that Very are specific, specific to you. Hopefully from experience with the particular thing. Yeah. You might have had some experience with that. Or as you just said, that there's a changing thing. And really emphasizing those. So go back to your other template about the intrinsic motivations for that, the things that work for you particularly the way you feel about it. It's interesting. You picked, you know, <laughs> things you worry might worry about money and mm. you might, the way you feel physically kind mm. of matters. is a stronger motivator mm. than other sets of things. And, and and this is the hard bit. It's a really good thing to do in conversation with other people. Right. But if you're the person on the other side, please keep your own opinions to yourself. <laughs> it's not but, a good but, but, point but for me to say why I would start saying why I should drink less.
0: Yeah, right. But is it a good? So if I'm sitting around after tennis and one of the lads says, oh, I should drink less, am I being a good friend if I say to them, what, why? And then keep pushing them for Not more Why? Not why, what.
1: What, what, would, what would work for you? Yeah. Well, for you.
0: But to get to the motivation stuff. Yeah. Like, why do you want it? Like, no, no, more, oh, I just should. No, but more specifically, what really? Well,
1: no, the way, well, I know. I'm going to the how. <laughs> it's a funny thing in this podcast. Mm. Anyone, anyone says why, I tend to kind of blank over. The why, the causal things. But, but, no, uh, but what's I your mean, motivation? I mean, are we talking about yeah. what's your motivation being now? specific? Yeah. Yeah. What's your, so rather than saying why, go, oh, that's really interesting. So so now, forget the why it's on the mind. What would actually help? It might be on their mind because, you know, their wife's griefing them. Their kids are griefing them. You know, They've just been to the doctor who said you really should reduce. So the why might be for very good external Mm-mm. reasons. That's not the same as the motivation. The what? what? What would actually work for that person? They yeah. probably heard the same thing from
0: the doctor 15 right. times. So you mean, what are you going to do about it? Yeah.
1: If you're going to do something about it, what do you reckon would work for you? Yeah. Now, some people then get into really interesting things. For example, alcohol is a really interesting one because often the social things, oh, well, I need to hang out more, pe- you know, actually with people who drink less. And need- Hickey's
0: told me social connection is very good. <laughs> yeah. So I've got so to get what out So
1: what would work? Uh, well, what would work with me would be to hang out more with people who don't drink or if, you know, like I or the sort of things you said. You know, actually, I could see the benefit in, in actually money saved each week, which I'd prefer mm. to put in something else than mm, actually mm. the amount of money I currently put into alcohol. Mm. Or I am actually not able to function that well in the morning, even though I don't drink that much. Doctor says the three drinks are fine, but actually I wake up and I don't feel fine. Mm. Good, oh, good. Oh, These I, are good starting points because each of those I going to come to my next point. Each of those has a short-term reward. You can see that connection between the change in behaviour and the thing. So at the end of a week, if you're twenty bucks better off or thirty bucks better off because you cut down drinking, yeah, go. I'm thirty bucks better off. Yeah, and I going to go spend that on something pleasurable, mm. or. Three mornings this week, I woke up feeling better. That's are you mining the, your
0: mind the book costs, so.
1: <laughs> I want a bargain. It is. Please, for Christmas, that's one, one week. It's one <laughs> more book for one more relative. Yes. Um, so you can see the reward feedback. You can see that it's doing a thing. The thing that you said mattered mm. is actually being improved, yeah. which will encourage you to persist. I am 30 bucks a book better off. I am three mornings a week better off. So the feedback from changing your behaviour actually reinforces the persistence with it.
0: And it's good to look at the barriers too. Okay, what are the barriers? So I reckon one of the barriers particularly with male friend groups is everyone will think I'm a bit of a wimp. You know, if I if I go in every second shout, not every shout, and then when you say you actually say oh, I'm sitting this one out, you know, the first time someone might make a crack, but it's usually less than you think, and you kind of feel good about yourself. The reward for that is going home and saying, I wasn't just a slave to the peer group. I, I, You know, I said my piece. I just said, I don't want to drink. I, I don't want to just mindlessly have as many drinks as everyone else. And everyone kind of, they teased me for about three minutes, and then everyone was cool about it.
1: It is interesting, and I guess just to go right off topic, it's that time of the year. Yes, it a, is. I was at a function yesterday... Mm. and last night, and there was a long function whatever so and whatever else. When
0: you're listening to this, that time of year means early December in the <laughs> Southern Hemisphere where everyone's gearing up for Christmas, lots of Christmas parties. It's Christmas All party time.
1: And it's stuff. celebration time. I was at two functions yesterday afternoon. You know, alcohol is common part, end of year party, big family celebration. Mm. And, you know, I'm a bit tired, a bit weird. I was just drinking mineral water. Yeah. Which went to an instant. Are you ill? <laughs> What's yeah, right. wrong with you? Are you not joining in? Even
0: at your age, getting hassled.
1: Even at my age, mm. amongst people who know me moderately well and whatever else, there must be something wrong. Mm. Actually, no. <laughs> Actually, I just feel better at the moment mm. in that particular situation. Particularly,
0: There's not. something right. Right I'm not there. putting poison in my body.
1: I I mean, you know, I go to the social reward side of things here. So one of the problems, of course, when you talk about the intrinsic versus extrinsic, the extrinsic world doesn't always work in your favour in some of these things, the mm. worlds we're in. So actually, in the extrinsic world, in terms of reinforcing behaviours, it's kind of good if the social group you're in is on your side. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get fit, if you want to reduce alcohol, mm. <laughs> get the social group motivated. So motivations in the extrinsic, Social group pressure, for good or bad, is quite strong. We do respond to social things. So when we talk about the external things, we talk little bit about money or weight. Loss, you know what the social group wants mm. is actually a powerful kind of thing. So actually, even if you're not feeling that motivated yourself, <laughs> if you get dragged along by people, yeah, you've, you've made well, a good example.
0: Yeah, uh, my wife doesn't drink, never has, and therefore I've I never drink at home. So I just don't because it would be weird and. You know, to do it alone.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, And that's good for me. Yeah, so I think often in the extrinsic, so we've, we sort of dwelt, I would think the intrinsic thing is really important to sort out, what really matters to you. But in the social worlds we're in for a lot of the behaviours we're talking about, the extrinsic rewards, what the rest of the social group thinks is important or not, mm. what it helps with or not, helps with the persisting, when you're, when you're sort of losing the plot yourself. So if you look at group interventions for alcohol, for weight loss, for fitness, they're always more successful. When a group of people decide really? to do it. Yep. Not for me, but sure. You are such an asocial guy, <laughs> I'm <mean, laughs> You are such a weird guy. I'm You're just so not indiv- a group guy. You're so individually motivated, i know. <laughs> You're marvelous. You have a marvelous <laughs> capacity to withstand social pressure. Question to say the rest of us are very sensitive to social pressure and <laughs> <laughs> criticisms, you know. So, yeah. you know, when people say people are not insufficiently motivated, I mean, I do see a lot of people who are swimming against the tide, you know. They're trying really hard in a social mm. group to do things. I have another friend who tries to reduce her drinking, and which is surrounded by people who drink all the time. Oh, that's hard. You know, in your own home, partner. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard. You know, I wouldn't say that she lacked motivation. <laughs> I'd say she lacks the extrinsic reinforcers. So social reinforcers for a lot of people for behave, you know, to stay motivated is strong. Mm. Group membership, groups acting in that particular way yeah. as social animals. But
0: different species.
1: Different me. species. James <laughs> being the exception but, but, to this.
0: But, but that is interesting, particularly the one. I mean, I know we're talking about alcohol a bit, um, but you know, if you live with one or two people who drink a fair bit, like what, what do you do that? Because it's so easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you look at. I mean, yeah. drugs, alcohol, and the worst of all, cigarettes is the best example of this. Mm. You know, ex-smokers yeah, are everyone right. else. If your partner smokes or someone that's come back in your life and smokes and whatever, that's so her, you know, it's so Leave hard. Leave their
0: pack on the kitchen bench. You know, there diet. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to restrict my diet and lose weight while well, those sitting around me eat every fat food, every deep fried, yeah. whatever, you know, there's chips in front of me, every. Yeah, you know. So a lot of the stuff... When we're talking about hard behaviours where the reward – you made the earlier point. You really don't see the reward until you've changed the behaviour over a long period, you know, Mm. for a lot of those things. That's really hard unless the group is in on the – now that – so motivational things have that group aspect. It's why rats are a funny model for humans because rats aren't like humans. Mice are. Mice are really social animals that get very irritable with each other. I'm I'm a rat. You're a rat. Mm. (laughs) I have to say, rats are highly intelligent, can I just say this? Thank you very much. And behaviourists love them because they're well-trained, they're intelligent, they think, they remember.
0: <laughs> Whereas mice are a bit sheep-like, aren't they? Oh,
1: mice, they're like your family on a bad day. You know, they're <laughs> all over each other, they bite each other, they're irritable. Yeah, right. they're quite hard to manipulate, <laughs> you know. But they do things in groups, yeah. you know, and the group behaviour has a bigger overriding kind of effect. So humans, we have both of these aspects. We, we do have these kind of, kind of aspects of the things. But the the intrinsic kind of bit. So I do as a general kind of common thing. People don't spend enough time on the what really works for me, mm. and then the timing of that, that the reinforcement of that, pretty pretty predictably. I can predict that that gives me the kind of reward that I like in a particular way, you know. And and, and that could be in, that can also be in the work environment or other environments. You know, the kind of success or the sign of. Um, recognition that they receive, what are the things that really motivate them? Mm. You know, now not, people don't always like to confess to those things either. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, what do you mean? Like
1: what? Well, I want people to feel better about me. I want to be seen I want people in a to like way. Me. I want people to like me in a certain kind of way. I want way. people
0: to think I'm attractive.
1: I want people to think I'm attractive. You yeah, as to what is really.
0: Because a really lot of shallow. things.
1: Part Talk of, about judgmental.
0: <laughs> We're all a bit shallow. We're deep <laughs> well, as Well,
1: in the social world, yeah. yes. They will be perceived uh, yeah. to be shallow. I
0: want to be liked. Yeah, of course. But in
1: fact, they're very strong motivators, mm. if you like. Right. They are what people are doing all the time. So people, oh, no, 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 I'm not motivated by that. No, oh, no, 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 I'm not motivated by that. I really like the odd, and it's typically man who comes into my office and goes, yeah, I'm motivated by that. <laughs> okay, go, good. Right. That's, you know, they're quite
0: blunt. Right. Like, I, I want to be liked. I, I, want, I to be liked. want to be popular. I, I want, want to popular. be attractive. Yeah, I
1: want to be attractive. I want to get promoted. I want to, you know, it sounds very... Tacky at times. Your town's very selfish at times.
0: But we all have those thoughts, so you might as well be uh, honest about it.
1: Yeah, if you're trying, yes, because in truth, it results in the behaviours that actually happen. All the mm. tra- chat about I'm going to be different, I'm going to do different, I'm not going to do that, whatever else, <clears throat> doesn't yeah. happen. Or I'm going to next year, I'm going to be different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be a different kind of person.
0: And, and and so again, coming back to this idea of th- this is my formula that I made up. <laughs> Motivation equals sorry change change individual yes. change not organisational change individual change equals motivation plus method the desire to do it plus a method of doing it. What do yes Oh, uh, look simple but inf- but brilliant. Can you put the method in capitals? In I bold. So I, I put this up. Where, you know I give talks. Yes, in, in, I've heard that on <laughs> innovation and. By the way, just if anyone talks about motivational speakers, I have been called a motivational speaker, Um because if a motivational speaker doesn't give you a method, doesn't give you some things to do differently to help you live your life or do your work better, then I think even if you're running out of the room going, yeah, hey, that's great, it won't Really change anything. Got to have a method. So I put up this slide that says "Change equals motivation," but method. Then I put up the next slide that says "Change equals motivation" in tiny letters, method in huge letters. Correct. Yeah.
1: Correct. In fact, I would go further. If you go and see anyone for psychological help, and they don't give you the method for what to do, exactly. What are you doing? Get another professional. Yeah. Because a lot of time gets spent on the discussing. Why I was objecting to the why and the how, yeah. like why are this and the motivation about it know, and all the reasons in your life you should change.
0: We want what
1: the talk, you know, the coach talk. Run out on the field, mm. kill them. They're out the door. Because
0: a game of footy, a half of footy is only forty minutes, so it might work for the first ten minutes of the half.
1: Well, it's an interesting thing. Um, Wayne Bennett, rugby league yeah. coach, super coach, mm. super coach. Mm. Quiet man. Mm. Quietly says to the players go forwards. You've got one job: run forward.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: <laughs> Don't Tack- run backwards. Tackle the guy. Tackle the guy. The guy in front of you. Tackle him. Yeah. You know, stick to the task. Just do. Stick your to the method. It. Then trust. And this is true of other super coaches, Lee Matthews in the AFL, and other super coaches. They've got a few blokes in the team who do the thinking, mm. <laughs> do the organizational stuff on the thing. Right hard. It's
0: well worked out. There's none of that. And listen to Andrew Johns.
1: That's right. Yeah. When Andrew says, "Just do it." Go does, right. Yeah. Go right. Yeah.
0: Don't do, yeah, something don't, cla- do over- don't do something in inverted commas clever. Just do whatever you tells you.
1: Well, those super motivated, run out and kill the other team, go mm, berserk, mm. whatever else, those teams fall apart after about five minutes into the game. Yeah, right. And they can't adapt to the change.
0: Yeah.
1: So this is a really interesting. I'm really glad you raised that. If I sit through one more so-called motivational speaker for some corporate kind of thing, mm. I've been sick. I'm throwing up on the side. Yeah. I'm thinking this is so ridiculous. This is a kind of group thing to join in and express, you know, we're all going to change the world. Then, How? We have, then we have the morning tea break. Oh, well, let's get back to <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> no! Whereas if you get given by a speaker a method, like five things that you could, like that might be little productivity hacks or ways to improve your mental health or ways to you know, confront tasks you don't want to do, and you can write five things down, that's really valuable. Because the next day you can go, okay, that speaker said, I should, when I come to this problem, I should do this differently. And that resonated with me. So a method. Yes. Not just the go get them, champ.
1: Yeah, so I think this is where – now, having said that, people do, in a sense, have to have a rationale or a reason. So the motivational kind of bit. Mm. They do have to – go back to your – you do have to have a key to turn the engine on. Yeah. You know, there has to be kind of an idea, okay, it's worth doing, whether it's to get out of the hole that I'm in or it's to fix some particular thing. And, you know, there is actually something at stake that does engage us. mm you know, I gotta say this because there's many things that people would like me to change in my life, and I'm not motivated. Well, can <laughs> you know, can, can I'm just I talk not motivated to do it.
0: specifically about people when they have a mental illness? Uh, good therapists give them specific things to do. I, I draw a distinction between anxiety and depression. If you have anxiety, you've got that racing mind. And it may well be that you are motivated because your energy, you know, the adrenaline's racing around you and cortisol and all that. And it may be that when the anxiety happens, you've got all that energy to go, right, I'm going to try and do these strategies. First, you're pretty bad at it, then you get better at it. But with depression, where the overriding feeling is often, I don't care about anything, I don't want to do anything, your therapist says, when you feel terrible, you've got to get out of bed, get in the sun, go for a walk. How. Motivation then has an extra hurdle, which is the illness itself. What happens yes. then?
1: Excellent example, James. So, the, <laughs> the anxiety one is all on. One needs the method to bring it back under control. Yes. One needs the Google Maps. How do we get out of here? <laughs> just, try, just don't drive around chaotically doing the same stuff. So, states like depression and some other major uh, psychiatric states where motivation is very low or absent, people are, and, and as a consequence, have become inactive, they've mm-hmm. stopped the activity. So a whole lot of school of thought in psychological therapies for depression is behavioral activation. It's the yes. doing. Very Which bad, is great. Very fancy word for just doing stuff, but
0: it yes. makes sense and we've talked about it a lot in the podcast. And guess what happens when you do it? You feel better.
1: And motivation returns. Right. In the activity.
0: But the do start, it. the yeah. that's the hardest yeah, bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: yeah. So this is pushing the car down the road without the car, without the key to turn it on. It's hard work. It's very hard work for the person. It's very hard for those carers and other people living with the person and others to actually, Care. You, know, you know, this is being stuck in bed in the morning. Gary McDonald gave this great example. You know, you Just imagine being stuck in the bed naked in the fetal position in the morning and your mum coming in to drag you out of bed to go to work, mm. you know.
0: Could he have left out naked? We didn't. Like, if, he, if he'd had pyjamas on, that would have been a better image. But anyway, sure. <laughs> Sorry, I mean... <laughs> You know, I, I kind of like bit... the
1: visual image myself. I could curl it up in the feet of it. I could just see it. Yeah. No, no, I could just see it. I don't know. I think when he said it, I was yeah, a middle aged no, man. I just sort of identified with the helplessness yeah, it it's a very it's and the, you know, a point, in the image. point in image. And I think one of the things about, oh, I'm a bit upset about this week, this week. I was in another setting this week where depression was being trivialized again. And I was just sort mm. of like, I just kind of like.
0: Sorry, was do I, think I Do you think yet? I've become so more irritable? Not at all. But um, so did it work? Did his mum drag you yes. work?
1: Yes. And his wife's had to do it and whatever else. But well. Does it work? Well, no, no. Hang on. He, the interesting, interesting kind of comment here, Gary talks about the treatment of anxiety, which is great. But if you go back and talk about his, somebody talks about depression, hmm. He and he uses yoga and he uses strategies to control his anxiety. But when depressed, he also takes medication. He yep. also does other things. Now, that's interesting also chemically. I'm going to go for some straight chemistry here. Yes. Those motor circuits that we share with rats and mice I was talking about earlier, those dopaminergic circuits actually have to do with increasing activity and subjective energy. This is what does pump, that mean? Pumping fuel in the tank.
0: So t- you mean taking some medication yeah. to actually help yeah. you get out of yeah. bed? Yeah, and
1: some of the interesting – we often talk about serotonin, noradrenaline, blah, 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 blah. blah. One, of the, one of the really interesting ones, the one that makes you move, dopamine. It also reinforces pleasure. In these basic brain circuits, not the thinking circuits, the doing circuits mm. that we share, and some of the most effective antidepressants over time are actually ones that put dopamine up. Or when people take their right. own stimulants, you know, amphetamine-like drugs, they, they're putting the energy back in. Well, guess what? That sense of actually movement and motivation can return. Right. But so the you know really depressed states, it's hard to you can drag the person to do the thing, and doing it itself. May not be enough.
0: Well, because often you get the, you know, come on, go for a walk. Get out in the sun. It's good for you. It'll be good for you. You feel better. Go for a 10-minute walk. Come back. Okay, I've done it. Still feel terrible. So it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, so I think this is one of the challenging things about severity and types of depression and whatever. So we talk about all those things all the time as being good. It doesn't mean an individual person at that point in their life that it's sufficient.
0: Yeah, it's tense. not like, oh, I was terrible, I went for a 10-minute walk, and now everything's cured. shiny. Yeah. Cured,
1: cured, And, you know, whether it's… Uh, it's incremental. Yeah, and whether it's the medications we use or other brain stimulation techniques or anything else we're trying to muck around with in the brain sciences area to put that tiger back in the tank, for mm-hmm. those who are old enough to remember those ads, put the tiger back in the tank so that you can, when you do those things, experience the pleasure, experience the reinforcement to persist. So that's one of the interesting… You know, neurobiology, brain chemistry elements of this, there's a there's a biology to this. There's a circuitry, there's a chemistry that in some situations is depleted. Yeah. So, you know, giving people in that state a long lecture about motivation and what they should do mm. is, enti- is often appropriately met with a rather blank look. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to take more than that, doctor. <laughs> you know. And so go, what yes. you're saying
0: is it it might take more than that but persist because – you know, we need something to start the engine, but also appropriate medication. And I think what you're implying is even medication that might just be taken for a short term on whole. the particular yeah. day.
1: Yeah. Oh. Another thing with the medication problems that we have is they don't necessarily work historically in time frames that fit with this whole behavioural model. Those that take weeks to have an yeah. effect. When I'm trying to get out of bed today, hence why discussion I have with clients, stroke patients, people all the time. My drugs versus your drugs. Your drug's going to take what? Two weeks or four weeks? I'm taking the drug I take, which works now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty depressing to know when, you know, the the mental health professional says, yeah, and you should start to feel better in a month. You go, oh, my God.
1: Right. So this is where actually the dopamine-type drugs and and abused-as-stimulant-type drugs, which have an immediate effect, uh, interesting in the whole world I'm tied up in trying to find interventions, whether they're medications or brain stimulation techniques or other things that work more immediately, Mm. so that you can then can combine that with the kind of behavioural stuff we're talking with. It's a whole lot easier to go out and be motivated when you're feeling energetic, when you're feeling well, and for the reinforcements for that to flow when that actually happens.
0: So whatever it is you want to change in your life, I hope we've motivated you to get motivated, but not just motivated you, you in a go get them, kiddo way um, with some specific strategies to wit, be as clear and specific as you can about what your motivation is, not just I should drink less, I should be fitter, but because I want to do this because these three benefits, and then Before that initial motivation fades, have a method, like work it out, write it down, when are you going to do it, what are you going to do, how are you going to do it, and then be aware that starting is probably difficult, but the more you form the habit, so as you get two weeks in, three weeks in, if you're a bit bloody-minded and make yourself do the thing or not do the thing, you know, go for the run or not drink alcohol or whatever it is, in those initial weeks, every time you do that, you're forming a habit, and after a while, the new habit overrides the old one, and it's plain sailing-ish. Yes? Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. (laughs) Any questions, comments, and thank you all for the emails you've been sending in, or if you want to suggest further topics, we love that. Do send us an email at mindingyourmind2, that's mindingyourmind, numeral2, at gmail.com. Minding Your Mind is supported by Future Generation Global and the generous philanthropic donations from families who support ongoing research into youth mental health. Further help's available from Headspace, Beyond Blue, Head to Health, and Lifeline. Google them, of course, or you can call Lifeline on three. 1114.